Blog Talk Radio. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. George Bush has invoked a new world order without enunciating a new American purpose. Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order, and instead it looks like we got a lot of disorder. Today we take an essential step in defeating terrorism while protecting the constitutional rights of all Americans. Preventing mass terror will be the responsibilities of presidents far into the future. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. These are not simply words written into aging parchment. They are the foundation of liberty and justice in this country. This is an ideological battle. Some people believe in globalism, others of us believe in national sovereignty. It's a contest between ideologies, whether we believe in our institutions here, our national sovereignty, our constitution, or are we going to further move in the direction of international government? It's just knowledge is out there. If we look for it, you'll realize that our national sovereignty is under threat. Joseph Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today. 
Boy, it's hot out there. July is a hot month. Boy, oh boy, let me tell you. Oh, Lord. It's like uh, the air is so thick. I mean, oh. You stand out there, you start sweating. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, I'd rather have it warm than cold. I can't stand the cold weather. Can't stand it. But uh, let's see, what do we got here lined up for a good show here tonight? Good show, I think. Uh, well, they all been good shows, really. If I could fix this darn screen here on my computer here. Well, if I can. I don't know if I can or I can't. Uh, let's see, why are they doing that? All right, but anyway, uh, let's see here. All right, got to get back to my studio here. Back to my studio. See, it, it, I don't understand this darn thing. I just don't know how it works, this this, uh, this uh, studio here, how it works. Now, now my... My screen is shrunk, and now I don't know where it went to. There, you know, I don't like this computer. I don't like it. This is ridiculous. I, I can't I can't operate my screen. Oh, because it goes down to a little bar in the bottom of the of, of the bottom there, and you know, and now if I click on it, I gotta drag it to. I don't like that. Just don't like how that works. All right, but anyway, all right. Well, tonight, America, the Great Divide. We're going to do a little different. We're going to go after the January 6th debacle here. And America was, uh, they, people wanted answers. They wanted answers. So let's go back and scene by scene, story by story. It was documented, this January 6th thing. There were reporters riding with patriots up to Washington, D.C. So there was no surprise this was going to happen. Everybody knew about it. I remember. Wasn't that long ago. But those of you that are zombies and, you know, you can't pay attention to maybe 10 minutes now before you forget everything, you, of course, are not going to remember the events of January 6th. You're only going to hear about them for a long time, and that's why you think you know about them, <laughs> you know, because you really don't know any of them. And no, they were not all black African slaves, okay? There they, they was Hondurans, uh, Hondur- people from Honduras, uh, but not that, uh, you know, neither. Okay, you know, I woke up, I don't want to step on her head, you know? <laughs> but anyway, all right. Uh, so, all right. Uh, let's get this pulled up here. Let's see if we can get this going here for you. Understanding the times in which we live today. Hopefully, we can get this. Hopefully, I can get this up and going here. And uh, now I have to go to a commercial, and then I'll get it up and going. All right. Let's see. Here we go. We should be able to get it going now. All right. Uh, January sixth. Let's see here. That's not the one. This is there, right here. The rage. The day of rage. How Trump supporters took the U.S. Capitol. Here we go. Let's hope the audio works out pretty good for you. You should be able to hear it just fine, I would imagine. Uh, last night you guys said it was pretty good, so let's uh, go with it and uh, hope you enjoy it. And then we'll take phone calls towards the end of the podcast. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. They came from all 50 states. Out of some sense of patriotic duty. So much more than just rallying for President Trump. It's really rallying for our way of life. The American dream against fake news. To protest an election they believe has been stolen. We're here, patriots. We're in Washington, D.C. Capitol building dead in front of us. Their day of action will be January 6th. When Congress would count electoral ballots and ratify the 2020 election results. For some, it was just a rally for their president. For others, it was a call to arms. We have the power in numbers. March on Congress directly after Trump's In the weeks beforehand, there were over a million mentions on social media upstorming the Capitol. Maps were shared of the building's layout. 
There was talk of bringing weapons and ammunition, and discussion over which lawmakers should be targeted first. This anger was based on a lie. This election was a fraud. A lie that had grown more frenzied after the election. President Trump won this election. They were flipping the steal the election in Philadelphia. When you win in a landslide, and they steal the election in Atlanta, and it's rigged, steal the election in Milwaukee. Not acceptable. This is outrageous. A lie spread by the president and his closest allies. Let's call out cheating when we find it. Some of whom stoked calls for. All hell is going to break loose tomorrow. Everyone's going to remember who actually stands in the breach and fights tomorrow and who goes running off like a chicken. We bleed freedom. This will be their Waterloo. And we will sacrifice for freedom. This will be their destruction. What happens next was chaos. They broke the glass. Insurrection. Take it Then there began a campaign to whitewash history, starting at the top. It was a zero threat right from the start. It was zero threat. And spreading throughout the Republican Party. Even calling it insurrection, uh, it wasn't. By and large, it was, it, was all, it was peaceful protest. One lawmaker who helped barricade the House doors now suggests there was barely any threat. You didn't know the TV footage was a video from January the 6th? You would actually think it was a normal tour. A tourist visit? This was not. And the proof is in the footage. As part of a six-month investigation, the New York Times has collected and forensically analyzed thousands of videos, most filmed by the writers themselves. We obtained internal police radio traffic and went to court to unseal police body cam footage. A violent assault encouraged by the president on a seat of democracy that he vowed to protect. We'll chart how police leaders failed to heed warnings of an impending attack, putting rank-and-file officers in danger. We'll track key instigators in the mob, taking advantage of weaknesses in the capital's defences to ignore the that engulfed the building. We'll show, for the first time, the many simultaneous points of attack and the eight breaches of what appeared to be an impenetrable institution of government. We'll show how the delay to secure Congress likely cost a rioter her life, and how for some, storming the Capitol was part of the plan all along. In fact, tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say we need, we need to go, I'll say it, we need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go! It's the morning of January 6th, and thousands are filling the National Mall in Washington. Trump will speak here at the Ellipse, a large park near the White House, and a half-hour walk to the U.S. Capitol, where the election will be certified. Who is actually in this crowd? Most are ordinary citizens who believe Trump's lie that the election was stolen. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be wild, as Trump says. But we also see more extreme groups who've gained a following during Trump's presidency. There are followers of the QAnon conspiracy. Taking their blood, eating our babies. Who believe that Trump is facing down a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. Q posts often invoke notions of patriotism and predict a coming storm. At the head of January 6th, some supporters call for violence. 
the Oath Keepers, a far-right paramilitary group, are also here. We have men already stationed outside D.C. Their leader has said the group is ready to follow Trump's orders and take members of what they call the Deep State into custody. They're organized, staging their military-style equipment neatly on the ground. And later, they put on body armor, talk on radios, and chat with their supporters on a walkie-talkie app called Zello. We have a good group. we got about 30, 40 of us. We're sticking together and sticking to the plan. Y'all, we're one block away from the Capitol now. I'm probably going to go silent when I get there because I'm going to be a little busy. Another group is the Proud Boys. They're far-right nationalists who flash white power signs throughout the day. Check out all this testosterone. They became a household name when Trump invoked them during a presidential debate. Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. And that's what they did. They have a history of street violence and will be key instigators of the riot. We'll return to them soon. Although the rally is built as a political protest, some make calls to storm the Capitol even before Trump speaks. And later, when Trump does take the stage, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. Some hear his words as a call to action. You'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you yes. have to be strong. agitators like Antifa, who they believe are in D.C. Where's Antifa? But there are moments that suggest another motive. Stop right there. Take the fucking capital. Come on, tighten up. Tighten up, my boy. Let's not fucking yell that. All right? They're organized, too. Many are marked with orange tape or hats. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. And those are the boys marching with us. we got hidden guys everywhere. They're wearing body armor, carrying baseball bats, and using radios. That's affirmative, yes, Leading them is Ethan Nordine, who's been entrusted with so-called war powers. He's joined by other well-known Proud Boys, like Joe Biggs, an organizer from Florida, Dominic Pozzola, a former Marine, and Billy Crestman. They will be among the first rioters inside the Capitol building. Proud Boys! As Trump is speaking, some of his other supporters also head to the Capitol. And the tone is becoming menacing. We're going to storm the fucking Capitol! Fuck you fuckers! USA! USA! Just ahead, officers guarding the building are understaffed and ill-equipped for what's coming their way. The building is more than two football fields in length. And barricades erected on the east side are defended by the west side facing Trump's rally is even lighter. The fencing has been extended, and on the northwest approach, only five officers stand guard. Around five also defend the southwest approach, a few more dot the lawn, and about a dozen officers are behind them. 
plans to storm the capital were made in plain sight, but the FBI and Department of Homeland Security did not deem those threats as credible. We will take our Capitol Police leaders in Washington's mayor were warned at least three times of violent threats, but also didn't take them seriously or circulate that information. And they declined offers of security personnel from federal and other agencies. They could have enlisted several hundred more Capitol Police for duty on January 6th, but did not. None of the officers on the barricades have protective gear or crowd control equipment. As a result, the capital is sparsely defended. It's 12.50 p.m. and a large group of crowd boys with other protests outside the capital police line. Joe Biggs is rallying them when he's approached by Ryan Samson, a Trump supporter from Pennsylvania. They chat, we don't know about what. But, a minute later, Samson is the first to approach the police line. And it's now that the protest turns violent. Without hesitation, the crowd overpowers the police. Nearby, a second group breaks through on another approach. Others jump fences. And now hundreds of rioters rush forward on several fronts. This is a motherfucking war zone! Police retreat to the Capitol building, where it's becoming more threatening. mentality begins to take hold. Police are so outnumbered, they're forced to retreat again to more tightly defend access points to the capital. It's now five minutes into the siege that the Capitol Police Chief calls for backup from local law enforcement, known as the Metropolitan Police, and asks other capital leaders to mobilize the National Guard. You took a note! Does that not mean a damn thing to you, does it? Metro Police will arrive within 15 minutes, but for reasons we'll explain later, the National Guard won't arrive for over four hours. <laughs> Meanwhile, more Capitol Police come to reinforce the line. It's the first time we see officers in riot gear. But most are missing their shields because they had not prepared to unlock the storage area where that equipment is kept. Crowd boys like Billy Crestman keep rallying the mob. And again, they start brawling with the police. Later, reinforcements from the Metro Police arrive. A high-ranking Metro officer immediately calls for more backup. Do you 12 up to help maintain the line? They're throwing five rounds. 
Police has paved the way across Capitol grounds for others to follow. After Trump finishes speaking, thousands more now fill this space. Meanwhile, inside the Capitol, Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence have begun certifying the 2020 presidential election results. Certification will happen on both sides of the building, in the House and the Senate. And this is what the rioters want to stop. An hour into the assault, the mob is battling a police line here, along the west face of the capital. But that violence is now going to spread to multiple points of attack, as west side rioters stream around the capital and incite the crowd on the east. Here's what that crowd looks like on the east. They're aware of the siege happening on the west side, and some are emboldened by it. now they've been kept behind the barricades. Then, this group from the west storms around the building and pushes right through the barriers. The police here barely put up a fight. And it's now that protesters all along the east barricade surge forward. are overwhelmed from several directions. And retreat to guard Capital Entrance. But these writers believe they've been deputized by their president to stop a crime. And now they start trying to get into the building itself. haven't made it inside yet, but from the time that the mob on the east pushed forward, rioters on the west were making a pivotal move. This scaffolding was erected for the upcoming inauguration of Joe Biden. It covers a staircase that gives direct access to an upper level, and dozens of doors and windows. Three police lines guard that route. But at ground level, officers are so overwhelmed that just a few cover this crucial access point. Several Proud Boys see the weakness. Proud Boys start fighting the police, and with others in the mob, they push through the line. Are held back. 
but they make a final push up the flight of stairs. At the top, they scuffle again with a small group of officers who give in after barely a minute. The mob now has direct access to capital entrances. Protesters below surge forward. It's utter mayhem and it's about to get worse. The scene is being filmed from countless angles, allowing us to piece together moment by moment what comes next. Cowboy Dominic Fazola uses a police shield he stole to bash in a window. the capital is breached. Michael Sparks, a Trump supporter from Kentucky, is the first person inside. A police officer seems unsure of what to do and backs off. Sparks is followed by Proud Boys and other far-right extremists, one carrying a Confederate flag, another armed with a baseball bat. When rioters break open the locked doors, hundreds more rush in. critical moment. Officers must now defend the outside and inside of the building, stretching them even further. Simultaneous events now happen that are critical to lawmakers' safety. Rioters head straight for the Senate and will be at its doors in two minutes. Above them, the Senate is called into recess. Thank you. Members will evacuate down these stairs. In this hallway directly overhead the rioters, Officer Eugene Goodman is sprinting to overtake them. He passes Mitt Romney, who he warns to turn around. Reinforcements are following behind. Goodman overtakes the mob, goes downstairs, and intercepts them. He holds them off while backup arrives upstairs. these writers and just feet away is an escape route where lawmakers and Senate staff are now fleeing. Just one officer stands guard. Keeping his composure, Goodman draws the mob away from that escape route to where reinforcements are waiting. Glances towards the Senate and realizes a door is unguarded. Goodman shoves the protester again, lures the mob away, and brings them into that line of fellow officers. Again, the rioters here are convinced it's their duty to defend democracy. Hold them off here for now. 
Meanwhile, on the other side of the capital, a few political leaders are evacuated from the House of Representatives. But despite a lockdown alert, proceedings here will resume. The House will be in order. We'll go there soon. First, we'll go to the crypt in the centre of the capital, below the rotunda. The mob is already at its entrance. If they get through here, they will more easily fan out across the building. Rioters jostle with police here for six minutes and then flood through. It's now 2.24 p.m., some 90 minutes after the siege began, and the mob is about to overrun the building. As this is happening, and as thousands more swell outside, Trump composes a tweet, not to calm his supporters, but to blame his vice president. He writes, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our constitution. At this very time, Pence and his family are being taken to safety, along with an aide who's carrying the country's nuclear launch equipment. At 2.25 p.m., there's another major breach on the opposite side of the building, the east side. Rioters have been battling a handful of officers at these doors for almost half an hour. The tide turns when rioters who came through the crypt reach these doors and pull them open. Then an active duty Marine Corps officer, Christopher Warnagiris, keeps that door open for the mob to flood in. Just as elsewhere, this crowd is a mix of die-hard Trump supporters, but also more organized groups like the Oath Keepers, who move in formation here toward that east side entrance. The Oath Keepers and their supporters continue to update each other on the Zello chat app. The house is in recess. We're going to yank them out of their seats. The group enters the capital together. Proud Boys are near them, including Joe Biggs, the organizer we saw earlier. He's entering the building for a second time. The Oath Keepers fill the rotunda, along with hundreds of other rioters. Now the police inside the building are completely outnumbered and call for backup. We need some additional squads and more thunder and not the first about 200 people. Throughout the capital, staffers have barricaded doors to keep the mob out. In Nancy Pelosi's chambers, staffers rush inside a conference room and lock two doors behind them. Just 12 minutes later, Writers outside head straight for her offices and pile in. Huddled together under a table, Pelosi's staff report what's happening. One writer tries to break into that same room. 
Inside, staffers are silent as they record him pounding. He gets through the first door, but the second door keeps him out. It's a scene that again shows just how compromised the US government has become. By 2.30 p.m., the Senate's evacuation is well underway. But even though a lockdown was called over 15 minutes ago, the House is still in session. Do not accept Arizona's electors as certified. Representative Jim McGovern is chairing. He told us he wanted to finish hearing objections to the election results by Paul Gosar. House staff and security gave McGovern the all clear to continue. It's a delay that likely costs someone their life. Suddenly, staff are now pointing at the chamber's doors. Just outside, a mob of a hundred or more is baying to get into them. Writers pay little heed to the thin line of police. They're going! I would just stop. And in moments, are pushing against the doors into the house. On the other side, Capitol Police erect a barricade and draw their guns. You're a traitor! On the floor, lawmakers are evacuated to the rear of the chamber, where in a few minutes, a rioter will be shot and killed. Part of the mob outside now peels off in that direction to find a different way in. Ashley Babbitt, an Air Force veteran and QAnon supporter, is among the first to arrive at the rear of the house. They see the lawmakers escaping. That lobby might have been clear had the house been evacuated sooner. But the rioters now become incensed. Zachary Allen, a Trump supporter from Pennsylvania, punches in the glass panels with his bare fist. Police are stretched extremely thin. Just three officers and a security staffer stand guard. None are wearing riot gear, and they keep their weapons holstered. When a team of heavily armed police now arrives, the three officers step aside. This creates a crucial gap that allows writers to smash in the glass. A warning, what happens next is graphic. It's 2.44 p.m. and behind the door, a police officer draws his handgun. Babbitt vaults into the window and the officer shoots her once. A fatal wound through the upper chest. Inside the chamber, the floor is clear, but lawmakers in the balcony are sheltering in place. They now remove the breast pins that identify them as members of Congress. Of rioters who almost made it to the balcony are held at gunpoint as it's finally evacuated. Now Trump supporters have achieved their goal, 
stopping the election certification. And while the House is evacuated, at the other side of the building, the Senate is occupied. On the Senate floor, they leaf through lawmakers' files, mug for photos, pray, and leave a message for Mike Pence. It's only a matter of time, Justice is coming. As rioters inside have been rampaging throughout the capital, the crowd outside has grown, and that first battle has continued raging. Two hours, officers face off with rioters who say they support the police. We back you forever! We back the blue forever! But assault them anyway. We're going to show what happened here because it demonstrates yet again how failures by Capitol Police leaders to prepare put the safety of these officers at risk. police had been ordered to withhold some of their stronger weapons. But as soon as Robert Glover, a Metro police inspector, arrives, he calls for his munitions team to help. Where's your 50? Give me a DSO team. DSO team. DSO team to respond to the west part of the capital. When the building is breached, Glover knows he needs to retreat and seeks advice from capital leaders. I need a command official from capital. So we can coordinate where they want us to pull back to. We cannot hold this without more munitions or more power. The capital don't respond. He asks four times. I need to know some capital. Where do they want to pull back to? Then the police lose the line. Writers knock an officer over, throw a fire extinguisher. Glover issues a 10:33, the call of last resort. 10:33, OT 10:33, West Point of the Capitol. We have been praying till we've lost the line. Crazed rioters pounce the police even as they retreat to the upper level. Police now begin to guard this doorway, an iconic centerpiece of presidential inaugurations. two hours, the same pattern will repeat. Rioters fill the terrace. Instigators trigger a frenzy. And tragically, someone will die. A brutal fight erupts in the doorway. The mob heaves in a coordinated scrum.
and police finally pushed them out, they faced even worse violence. They are tased, gassed, and robbed of their equipment. They're beaten with a crutch, a hockey stick, and even an American flag. At least four officers are pulled into the crowd. One dragged by his own helmet, face down. And again, the frenzy turns fatal. Roseanne Boyland, a Trump supporter who has been swept up by QAnon conspiracies, is moving toward the door. But amid the scrum, she collapses and is lying unconscious beneath the mob. chance a Black Lives Matter slogan, Berlin's friend, Justin Winchell, tries to pull her to safety. He screams for help. But instead, fellow writers trample over Boyland and charge at the police again. Boyland will be pronounced dead at a local hospital in the evening. By the end of the day, rioters have breached and entered the building in at least eight locations. There's the first breach, which we've seen, when rioters smash through two windows and a door. Beside that, a rioter with a crowbar smashes in a second door and then opens it to hundreds of people. Others smash a window next to the inauguration door and climb inside. this entrance, police stand aside and allow rioters to stream in unchallenged. On the north side of the building, police and riot gear yield and let the crowd in. Another three breaches are on the east side, two by the central doors into the rotunda and this southeast door leading to the house chamber. It's the arrival of more metropolitan police and other agencies that finally turns the tide. When those officers enter the rotunda, they clear it in just 20 minutes. As the mob is pushed back through the east stores, their rage turns to Mike Pence, who Trump attacked earlier. officers also stop other rioters from entering on the west side, where the mob first broke in. But here, too, we see a crowd empowered by the belief that they're carrying out some patriotic duty. Over the course of the day, 150 police officers are injured. After 4 p.m., Metro and Capitol Police regain control of the upper levels. The final parts of the interior are cleared by other law enforcement, including federal agencies. Tear gas and flashbangs disperse the crowd on the inauguration terrace. The Virginia State Police and Arlington County Police help to reclaim that area. 
Then rioters are swiftly pushed off Capitol grounds by a reinforced police line. Only now, more than three hours after Capitol Police first called them, do National Guard soldiers arrive. Troops were staging just 20 minutes away. But a recent procedural change meant the highest level of the Pentagon had to approve deployment. And Pentagon officials delayed the decision, partially in fear of bad optics, even as the Capitol was being overrun. Tom returns, the president tweets again. He repeats that the election had been stripped away, calls his supporters great patriots, and says, remember this day forever. The aftermath of January 6th has been as divisive as the lie that launched it. Even as one arm of government has indicted hundreds of rioters, Republican lawmakers continue efforts to normalize what happened with a mix of denials and conspiracy theories. Some of the people who breached the Capitol today were not Trump supporters. I knew those are people that love this country, that uh, truly respect law enforcement, would never do anything to, to break a law, and so I wasn't concerned. They include Paul Gosar, who'd been at the Trump rally. Both the DOJ is harassing peaceful patriots across the country. And Andrew Clyde, who we saw earlier, standing just a few feet from rioters. There was no insurrection, and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Republican leaders have blocked an independent investigation that could have brought new details to light. I've made the decision to oppose the House Democrats' slanted and unbalanced proposal for another commission to study the events of January the 6th. And in May, a top Republican was ousted from the party's leadership after blaming Trump for inspiring the riot. And I think that the party uh, is in a place that we've got to bring it back from. None of what happened on January 6th would have been possible without a huge mass of ordinary people who were proud of what they achieved. Millions around the country still believe the violence was not only justified, but necessary. And the forces that brought them there have not gone away. Yeah, the Patriots are coming back, y'all. Hopefully y'all will be on our side when that happens. Everybody, Joseph Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today. Well, there it had it. There you have it. There you have it right there. Well, what do you think? You know, well, you heard the narrator there. The, I think that was probably a, a bot there narrating one of those computer-generated voices, you know. But I'll tell you what. President is the leader. He's the commander-in-chief. They were right. They were supporting Trump. And, uh, well, what became of it? What have we found out? Were they right? Was there fraud in the election? Has there been fraud? I mean, if there's fraud and a crime has been committed, and these are conspirators, the House and the Senate, they're conspiring to commit a crime. They're not, they're not investigating. They're not doing the right thing, right? At this time, during this January, they're not, you know, they're just going to, if nobody was there at that Capitol, if nobody protested, nobody said anything, it would have got, it would have business as usual, right? Pence would have walked away, would have stick up his ass, and, you know, he would have got all proud, and yeah, God bless America, you know, and, right? I mean, so the protesters were there, 
Now, weeks later, it's brought to light. You know, there was obviously fraud. That's the opinion of what I hear out there, right? That's I'm just echoing what I hear on this podcast and what we've seen and what we've been talking about. So was there fraud? If a crime had been committed and the politics and the government is broken, what's the remedy, folks? What's the remedy? What do you do? You redress the government. They brought their grievances there. They, the grievance is brought. And so what happened? I don't know. I will, well, I want to hear what other people have to say about this. What do you think? Press number one. All right, let's go. Private caller, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I think uh, they should arrest all these people that were involved uh, in, in the collusion of the election. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen because uh, they have the media on their side. Yeah. You, uh, what do you mean? What people involved? You're talking about the politicians that were involved that that helped help the collusion yeah. of covering up the. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if there yeah. was fraud, which we know there was, we know for a fact that Joe Biden did not receive the number of votes that they claim he received, and they know, oh, know no. that. You know. I mean, there wasn't even that many registered voters. So yeah. It yeah. Exactly. And uh, and you see the uh, the rallies that Trump had. And uh, Biden couldn't even get 20 people. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you yeah, know, that, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, right there during the election, I think a couple of days before the election, they had a rally in Pennsylvania. Joe Biden had 16 cameras there and like three people, uh, you know, with Biden signs. And Trump had, what, 60,000 people, you know? So go figure. Yeah, Who sure. won Pennsylvania? Hmm, let's see here. You know, <laughs> go figure it out. I mean, it's common sense, yeah. man. Common sense, yep. but a crime was committed, and I and and you know what? I, it's a touchy line where you got to say the police, oh well, they were just doing their job. No, it was unlawful what they were doing. They should have. What the rioters said, well, I'm actually I shouldn't call them rioters. The patriots said, go arrest them, go arrest them. We're the people. We we're the people. Yep. Bring them to justice. Bring them. Let's. We want them to stand trial. Where's the evidence? And we have all this media. The media can put the cameras there. They can broadcast it, so nobody has to stand out there in the Capitol. But everything's freaking covered up so much and twisted and lies and watered down. Well, you can't believe in. You know, it's all fake, right? Oh yeah. I mean yeah, yeah and, uh, I mean, and you also see yeah, yeah and you also see the. Uh, uh, a video of a, of a person that was inside the building uh, giving the uh, uh, yeah yes yes but uh, there was a person that was uh, that was giving pipes uh, to all these uh, uh, these people that were f- uh, from Antifa with the Trump yep. hats and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, instigators, provocateurs, yeah. And who was responsible for that? Why yeah. isn't that person arrested? Why isn't that person sitting in a federal prison right now? Those people that, exactly. that supplied all the pipes and everything, the George Soros clan, you know? Where are they at? You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, listen, in that video, you see the Capitol Police officer. He just pulls out his pistol and just shoots that girl. Just shoot, bang. Just oh, that, yeah, that, that guy, you know, man, that's a crime. That's murder, man. That's murder. Yeah. You know? Oh yep. my lord! Oh, they say that it's the guy named uh, Bird. What's that? The, the guy that shot the girl. His, his last name is Bird or something like that. 
I don't I don't know who it who it is, but I'll tell you what his name should be should his should be his name should be a number inside of a prison. You know that's what it should oh, be yeah. because yeah, he sure. murdered that woman. Oh yep. man. Wow. Yeah. Next private caller. Go ahead. Next private caller. Let's bring on another private caller. Go ahead, private caller. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Sarge. Oh, hey, hey. I didn't hear the unmuted. Okay, how you doing there, uh, Joe? Doing all right. Joe, did you hear what Dr. Ron Paul, Rand Paul's father said? Uh, no. Ron Paul, what'd he say? He warned of Soviet-style political persecution of conservatives because of the way they're being detained. He says they're being tortured. And he wrote an article on Monday about the conviction of one of the protesters named Paul Hodgkins. He said this is a miscarriage of justice. And this is what he said. He said the words, this is what Ron, Ron Paul wrote. Quote, he said the words Joe Biden's Justice Department wanted to hear. Words reminiscent of the sort of Soviet-style confessions beaten out of political dissidents the world over. Joseph R. Biden is rightfully and respectfully the President of the United States. He went on to say Hodgkins did not commit any violence and was punished for his political views. The saving of democracy by putting a man away to prison for eight months, destroying his life, his family, the whole works, because he walked into the Capitol, took a picture, did no act of violence whatsoever. He was number one on the list. He was the enemy of the state. And he pointed out that 500 people that had been faced with similar political charges and sentences for protesting. He said this kind of totalitarian justice would soon be coming for Biden supporters as well. Some people out there, even politicians, get it. Yeah, yeah, you're right, coming for Biden supporters, too. See, these Antifas and all these people and all these Ocasio-Cortezes, they don't understand. They're going to get it, too. They're next, you know. I mean, they, 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 the deep state's going to come after them. Those Capitol Police officers, they, they should have – listen, well, you know what? If you watch the video, when they let the uh, guys in and they just open the doors, no violence happens. It's when they're standing in front with shields and pepper spraying – the people that want to get in there and face their politicians. Oh, you should have seen Mitt Romney run like a bitch. Oh, if you, I, you know, I was cracking up laughing. Oh, what a little bitch he is. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh man, you know. It was... You know something though? Uh, you know, I, I'm telling you, man. I, 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 I saw all of these this discussion about all this. This the worst insurrection ever in the history. Of the... When we had Puerto Rican nationalists actually shoot five members of the House of Representatives, they shot them yeah, yeah. in 1954. They set off a bomb it, it, in the Capitol. And, yeah, all, and the ones insane. who did it were people on the liberal side of the spectrum. I gotta say this, you know. Look, they were there. The, the protest. I mean, I wish it could have went down another way. But you know what? This is. It's corruption. We know that for years this has been building up. For years, we all talk about it in our, at our kitchen tables, in our cars when we're driving, in private conversations, watching a football game or whatever. The government's corrupt. The government's corrupt. And this was the melting pot. And they came within about 20 feet of grabbing those uh, House uh, House of Representatives leaders. If they would have grabbed them, oh boy, you know, and they would, <laughs> you know. And, and I don't believe in that, just, you know, grabbing them and hurting them. I believe they should have been arrested. They should have been arrested and, and, uh, and for, for the crimes that they've committed. And we know a lot of these politicians have committed crimes. 
You know, they violated their oath of office. That's a crime, you know. Uh, you know, discretionary abuse, you know, that, that's a crime. Contempt of Constitution, a crime. You know, and these are crimes no that are never, ever. With rioters being prosecuted for rioting. I have no problem whatsoever with yeah. it. But when you go holding people without bail in solitary uh, yeah. confinement for trespass, misdemeanor, yeah, trespass, disorderly conduct, uh-uh. I know. I don't go that far. And meanwhile, no one knows anything about this. Seattle rioters. They ought to go that far either. Yeah, well, well. meanwhile, they're, they're letting uh, the Portland and Seattle uh, rioters or the ones in Ferguson or whatnot or, or well, wherever around the country, they let them go. No bail, no nothing, you know? Uh, I mean, come on. You know, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Uh, it's worse I mean, it's than ridiculous. This is tyranny. This, we're looking at tyranny here, Joe. This is tyranny. Yeah. We got yeah. those insurrectionists who ran away from Texas, created a super spreader attack. They just did insurrection in their own little capital, in Texas. They pulled an insurrection act. They're stopping the legislature process illegally. It is against the law to do what they did in Texas. And there's legislators. It's an act of insurrection. uh, I'll tell you what, though. And they're feared by Democrats in Washington, D.C., I, I, I'll tell you what they were calling Nancy Pelosi. You, you effing bitch, this and that. You know what? And she's a criminal. Pelosi's a criminal. She's a criminal. Lord, she I'm, is a criminal, Pelosi. You know? Oh, that's the truth. That's the truth. Utterly corrupt. We have the most corrupt yeah. government I've ever seen in my life yeah. today. Yeah. The corruptest uh, yeah. mess. This guy in the White House is a crook. He's a, been running a crime family for at least 30 years. Oh, but yeah, Biden. Yeah, oh, yeah, we yeah, got his own son's laptop with the evidence right there on it. That are at the very least convene a grand jury, and if not that, certainly impeachment hearings. But no, yeah. no, Trump had a Nothing. phone call with Zelensky in Ukraine, and he had to remove him off his fourth writ, fourth wit, because he was looking into oh, the know. very corruption of which we know Joe Biden was involved in. And all these people, you know, Sarge, I like to say this. All these people they, that knock Trump, though, I've been thinking about it. You know what? If these, if, if they, like you just said, if they didn't harass the crap out of him for the four freaking four years he was in there, I mean, just tear him apart, everything he did, waste all that time reporting fake news, guess what? We may have our republic back. We might have had our republic back. It, it just stood in his way on everything he did. The freaking guy got up to eat an ice cream cone. They'd freaking twist it upside down and turn it into something else, you know? You know I mean, that come was on. the reason they did it, because they don't want the republic to come back. The closest yeah, thing yeah. we've had to a president to be to willing to do that in 30-something years is him. No matter how imperfectly he had been trying to do it, he was the closest thing we've seen in, in the last few decades. Yeah, they realized yeah, they had to stop him. Even Jorge Bush was willing to go along with the globalist agenda to some extent. I mean, with Donald Trump, you it, had a, a reputation of much of it, if not most of it. You know, and, and those National Guardsmen that came in and started beating up protesters and everything, let me tell you something. They wear that uniform, and they don't got my respect. They don't have no respect at all from me. None. You know what? I mean, you know, we've got a job to do. we got a job to do. Listen. 
You know, uh, see, you're drawing a fine line there. It's a fine line. But the line is created by the corruption. The line is created by the corruption. There wouldn't be a fine line there if if people would – the checks and balances would work from the get-go and people would stand up instead of cowering down and being cowards or being corrupt or being criminals and having their own agenda like Mitt Romney, Nancy Pelosi, and Joe Biden. And Kamala Harris, those people, if they, you know what I mean? Those are the criminals out there. Those are the real criminals. Well, Joe, there's no doubt that a tiny minority of the over 100,000 people at that Capitol were rioting. And, by the way, not all of them were Trump supporters either. All right? I know. There's no doubt that some of them were rioting. However... Um, and, and, and that's the guards who got to do the duty to stop a riot. You know, I don't have a problem with them doing the duty to stop a riot. The problem is the Democrats are trying to make this into an excuse to crack down on normal, legal, and constitutional political dissent. Yeah. It's literally their Reichstag fire. Yes, that, oh, there you go. That's a good example. You're absolutely. That's a good example to constantly throw out there. This was the Reichstag fire. This, uh, well, this, that, that's what it was. You know, uh, look this, over this here. This is the opportunity you know? now uh, to go ahead and crack down on dissenters, and you know, maybe even purge the armed forces for God's sake. They're doing what Stalin did in 1937. Yep. Yeah. I They're got three one four here. Unreliable political operatives in the military. They're going to push right. everybody needs to speak out on right this now. one. Look what yeah. they did to Matthew Lohheimer, who wrote that book. Look what they did to him. Yeah. 314. 314. Go ahead. I think I know who this is. Go ahead. You know, you don't know how lucky you are to have two fine, knowledgeable, constitutional, red-blooded Americans like me and Shaharj on your show. I know. I'm very thankful for that. You must have been living right, brother. You must have been living right. <laughs> the good Lord blessed me. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> but the right. Sarge is Sarge is uh, right on, on what he is that uh, he's saying. And I want to take my hat off. And this is the thing that I'm talking about that can be done. I think that more things need to be done at a state level, like Missouri where the governor just signed a bill authorizing school choice in the state with somewhat like a voucher going toward the, the student that wants to leave and go elsewhere. It's not as good as it should be. I think all of the dollars should follow the child. <clears throat> it's calculated based on what the parents, what homeowners that participate. And the amount is based on the number of children. So that's a good thing. Now you got... See, now you got parents, you got children that come from functional homes, functional homes. And now that child has the ability to be taken out of the present environment that they're in where you have children that don't come from functional homes and don't have not been taught to respect authority. Now, if that's what the parent wants that child to gravitate to, fine. I don't want my child to do that. And I want to be able to take my child out of that environment. And I don't want them to be giving excuses and saying, well, if you take all the good kids out, then the average, overall average would drop. Well, you mean to tell me I'm supposed to sacrifice my child's life? You know, there's no push button on the U.S. Constitution for off and on. And the same applies to your children. 
You cannot stop yeah. the progressive growth of your child until they get out of a classroom. It continues on and on. You know, this private so business one... thing, too, with the mask thing, the mask thing, you know, people say, you know, your constitutional rights are not left at the door. If you're running a publicly owned business where the public is invited, your constitutional rights are protected at that door. It's not, he owns the business, he can do what he wants. Well, you know, I thought we did away with that at Woolworth. You know, when, when, you know what I mean? Where, look, you know, you don't have a right to do that. You know, you can't discriminate. You can't violate someone's constitutional rights. Simple as that. You know, you have a right. To, to, you know, and, and you don't want to wear a mask. Let me, tell you you to wear Let me tell you something, Joseph. The Constitution don't have an on-off switch where you can turn it off That's based right. on anything that comes on the country, whether it's a pandemic or whether it's a war. It's continuing to run until you want to get rid of it. Then at that point in time, all bets, I say again, all bets are yeah. off. But I want to say something, yeah. too, about discrimination. Me and Sarge was discriminated against. Good time today on another show. They wouldn't let us come what? on and talk. And this was a black show. I keep Uh-oh. telling you, blacks are just as much racist than anything else or anyone else. Sergeant, am I right? <laughs> well, we're not authentically black, Pianchi. You got to remember that now. We ain't authentically black, so, um, you know, they got a veneer. That's the same veneer they use to justify cracking down on insurrectionists. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what happened on this show? Uh, show? What, what, what happened? Explain it. We were just telling the truth, Joe. We tell the, we tell the facts. You know, we don't. I don't care for people to challenge my facts, but don't come up and say the days. Who in the hell is this days? Pass the law. What law? What law say you cannot punish your? You cannot use corporate punishment when I know nineteen states allow it. So when people come up with these all encompassing all encompassing facts that they have, but they can't quote any one particular thing, apply dates and numbers to it. Well, hell, all they're doing is putting a lot of hearsay out there. And we know hearsay is not even permissible in a court of law. Yeah, but Pianchi, let me tell you what they can do. Now, see, they'll say something, and we'll bring it back to very specifics. We'll bring up facts, and usually we source them. What they then do is launch into a narrative and question your your psychology and your motives and what's on your mind. They don't try to actually refute your argument. They just launch into an abstract narrative that has little to do with the issue at hand. Notice how often they do it. They do it all the time because they really don't have an argument. You're absolutely right, and then that's how they go about soothing over the black population. Not all of it, because I don't like to generalize, but a large portion of it. You know, let me give you another example. Look how they want to denigrate Thomas Jefferson, because he had sex, well, they say he raped Sally Hennings. Well, I dispute that, because when when she went to France, a free country, quote-unquote, and very, very hospitable to black, she didn't attempt to run away. But let's look at it this way. What about Elijah Muhammad, Joseph, the leader of the nation oh, of Islam? Oh, boy. Whoa. Huh? Uh-oh, we may get Shabaka to call in here now. <laughs> well, no, yeah. Well, see, they don't, see, unless you were able to counter their cries and their unfounded pretensions with something that we know exactly had, what about James Brown, the godfather of soul? Oh, and what Lord. he done to a 16-year-old Tammy Terrell. 
Oh, he was a womanizer there, huh? He was a racist. I heard he about that. that was a childizer. Yeah, I heard about yeah. that. Hey, uh, you know I what? Feel good. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Pat Sally Hemings, Sally Hemings was in Paris with Thomas Jefferson. All she had to do was go to a, a council, not a council, but the embassy, anywhere in Paris, not the embassy, but to any uh, state, what do they call it, magistrate, magistrate in Paris and make a claim for freedom, and they would have honored it. She would have been able to stay in France as a free person. But she elected not to for whatever reason. She remember, yeah. he was an ambassador in Paris. And when he went there, had Sally Hemings chosen to make a claim of freedom, she would have been granted it. But she didn't. And she knew it, by the way. She knew it. She And Thomas Jefferson knew it, too. But he still felt, you know, he could take her there, and he wasn't worried about her running away. And now you could say that she was colonized and enslaved. But given the nature of what their relationship seemed to be, I really don't think so. I really don't. They had a relationship that was something other than master and slave. Yes, she was a slave. Yes, legally she was. I'm not trying to argue that. But I'm saying in other particulars, it's not quite that simple. And by the way, when it comes to the DNA test, has to determine whether or not uh, Thomas Jefferson did in fact father Sally Hemings' line of children. There is no doubt that a Jefferson did, but it is not conclusive that it was Thomas. Could have been Randall Jefferson. He spent a lot of time in the slaves' quarters, if you know what I mean. This, I'm not saying it wasn't Thomas Jefferson. I'm simply saying it isn't conclusive. And by the way, the people who went and started that rumor admitted that it wasn't conclusive well it can't well, be conclusive because it goes along with the old saying mother's baby father maybe <laughs> hey democrats democrats call for arrest and forced hospitalization of unvaccinated americans how about that huh democrats probably call goes for that. to show you how corrupt they are and how they yeah. go against the basic liberties of our u.s constitution and the bill of rights just by making that hey, statement. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Bianchi, tell them about the Nigerian woman who had to have both her legs amp- and her hands amputated. Both of her hands, both of her legs. Yeah, uh, she got the Pfizer vaccine. She had the second shot, and it overcame uh, her. Uh, it caused uh, clotting of her uh, veins. It cut off the blood circulation to her legs. She had both legs Why cut off. Why did it happen to I think in a pitch. Why well, that's just it. Uh, well, the, be, be truthful with you. Hardly anyone dies from it. When you're looking at like a point yeah. zero one seven seven, hardly no one's dying from it. So it would be astonishing if somebody did when you're looking at those type of odds. I wish I had those type of odds going for me that 99% when I'm playing a lotto or bingo. <laughs> you know well, something, though? No, look, here's the thing, though. though. It is rare. I'm not trying to pretend it's going to be common. There's going to be a tiny percentage of people who have this kind of adverse reaction to the vaccine. But there are also a tiny percentage of people who have adverse reactions to shellfish and to peanuts. And yet and still, we take them into account every day. There's all kind of warnings about peanuts and shellfish allergy to people who are susceptible to it, and we don't think it's anything unusual. Only with this damn thing, which has become political and not medical and not scientific, only with this thing do we do this sort of thing. 
and ignore the normal common sense precautions for a very tiny percentage of people who might be adversely affected by the vaccine. Well, you got you got someone in the chat room that says, "What about Trump, the father of the vaccine?" I mean, I don't think Trump would be. Is, is Trump, Trump the father wasn't of the vaccine? The father of the vaccine. He was not the father. Yeah, you know, they like to clean yeah. things on the man. He basically said, "If you want to take a vaccine, go ahead." That's basically when he lay it down. That's what he said. Yeah, he never never would have been for a mandatory vaccine for anyone. Now that I can say with absolute yeah. confidence. The federal government has well, no right. business mandating to a U.S. citizen that they suppose they engage in some commercial entity. They have no business. They, it stops at the red line in the sand. Well, you're right about that one. You know, they've got I mean, no business we, doing we, that. We, we, we have, I think, I'm sorry, but I think in, in so many things involving this, in so many areas of society today, we have literally taken leave of our senses in almost everything. Can't even decide whether a man is a man or a woman is a woman, for God's sake. Uh-huh. We, so we we've heard literally that last taken night, leave right? of our senses in almost everything. And we look, that last night. I, had a, I had a heck of a time with the mask law when you couldn't go in the store. I went in the store with a mask on. I went in the store, Sarge, no alarms went off, no hands went up in the air. It was so astonishing to me as a black man to walk in the store with not anybody panicking. I stepped outside, stepped back in about two or three times before I realized that it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> but did you, you walk out with nine hundred fifty dollars less of merchandise? That's what I'll, that's all I want to know. Did no, you? I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, okay, well, okay. oh, that's what you were doing. <laughs> Oh Lord, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's, I don't know what we all talk about this problem constantly. I mean, how long do you think we got? As soon as they kick this ID card in, huh? With this uh, vaccination and lock you down, you can't come out of your house unless you get the vaccine. I think that's when it all. Well, starts. you talk about segregation. I hear it in some airlines. You got two lines: one line for those been vaccinated, the other line for those who have. Them. Now, if that's not segregation, yeah. I don't know what you call it. That's so. That's Jim yeah, Crow, well, right? Yeah. Man, look, I we ain't, have, look, I ain't I already made a decision. I got the Moderna vaccine, both shots. I ain't getting no more. That's it. I've already made up yeah. my mind. I'm not getting any more until I see more conclusive evidence that this thing has little chance at all of being harmful. I'm not taking another one. Well, yeah, I ain't take, took none and not – I haven't took any and don't plan on taking any. But I say one thing, that uh, we got to start – you, you know, you got to call these things what they are. Two lines, one for who have and one who haven't. If that's not Jim Crow, what the hell is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not Jim Crow, what is it? Uh, well, we played last night, Bianca. We played a little bit of last night. Yeah, hey, Joe. You know, we had that little one. But go ahead, sorry. They put peanut oil in the vaccines. Do any of you know anything about that? Does anyone know about the peanut oil going in the vaccines? Uh, I don't someone's know making a, uh, yeah, someone's making a uh, comment saying that peanut oil and peanut oil is what? What is peanut oil? I mean, is that harmful to people? I mean, I don't get it. Some, Some people, people with allergies, allergies yeah, it can kill them literally. It can cause them to go on anaphylactic yeah, shock and they can they can die of suffocation. Okay, 
right, well, uh, I don't know. Where's the, I don't know if we're doing or not, but, you know, I mean, Cost Hub usually has good information. I mean, I just wondered if you knew. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't know anything about peanut oil, to be honest with you. I really don't. Uh, I'm a little bit ignorant of that. I just don't. I know that some people are allergic to peanuts, and so therefore they die or they get swelled up and, you know, they get adverse reactions. So, yeah, I believe there are a few people, but I don't know why. Why is that? Isn't peanut oil really good and healthy for you? I just don't, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't know too much about it. Don't blame majority of people, but just some people just have these kinds of reactions. I mean, they yeah, eat some a kids, yeah. and they can die. Yeah, some kids can well, eat, uh, consume peanuts. It's just, it's just one of those anomalies of, of, in people. Like yeah, some people, I think well, I had a relative that was allergic, allergic to milk. I mean, people yeah, are allergic to milk. I had a relative milk. in my family started. cannot digest milk. Well, Sarge, I think I, I think I had a relative that was allergic to the uh, peanut oil. I'm not sure. I don't know which side it was on, but uh, I heard stories about that where if they can't have or something, some, well, sorry, they might have been ch- chocolate, maybe even they're allergic to chocolate. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but uh, yeah. So people can get sick if they. I mean, look, everyone's allergic to something, or or there's some people allergic to something too. You know, you don't know. Some people aren't allergic not to nothing. It just. Uh, I guess I don't know why do these allergies develop when you're born. There's no cure for it. There's no way to reverse it. You know. Well, Joe, look, I don't know. Obviously, you don't. Most people don't know. But I tell you this way: <laughs> yeah. because we don't know to a great degree, it ought to be up to each individual on the basis of their God-given liberties to make that decision for themselves or their minor children. I don't care what yeah. their reason is. I mean, I'm literally well, mean it. Whatever well, you know, it is, you have to, to be there, the God-given, liberty-driven decision to make. You know, it's you have true. to be suspicious because we live in a country that's based on torts. Torts is when you have the ability yeah. to file civil lawsuits in this case. But when you have something like this, that comes out that's down there being mandated upon the citizens to take, and you have relieved the manufacturer of liability, you have to be kind of suspicious of what the heck's going on. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think I got that private caller still out there. I don't know. I think your line's open, private caller. I don't know uh, if you're still listening, if you want to jump in there. I yeah, thought I saw yeah, your yeah. number there. For. Go ahead there, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I believe uh, where we get all these allergies from is when we get the vaccines when we're little. Uh, that's what I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's true. Why put this uh, freaking, uh, you know, uh, stuff in you, this poison, you know, to uh, do what? You know, I mean, and then it's going to make you sick. I mean, I don't know. I just... I mean, some, some vaccines are good. I mean, look at polio, you know. I mean, look at the chicken pox. But, yeah, I mean, you know, so. Hey, look yeah. at smallpox. Yeah. Well, smallpox vaccine was pretty pretty good at preventing a really deadly and loathsome disease in literally millions of people. Yeah, cause you can't go out there well, and make the a blanket shot. statement and say all of them are bad, you know. Uh, my cousin or my on my mother's side, uh, she got the polio uh, shot, and she got the, the polio. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah, the, you're right. You get adverse reactions. 
I got 509 here who wants to jump in here, too. So whenever you guys are ready for him, let me know. Well, I was just going to say this. The best vaccine maker is your body. I mean, that's, that's it. Right. <laughs> yeah. and look how long the human <laughs> genome has been around. And it's been predicted, an estimate, should I say, that the human genome has been exposed to over close to 330 trillion viruses. So I would say Probably, that yeah. that mechanism that nature gave you, God gave you, has been working pretty damn good. Amen. Well, yeah, good point, good point. And anybody who's just tuning into the show, we played the January 6th uh, riots. Not riots. I don't want to call it riots. The January 6th Patriots stormed the Capitol, went into fine detail, and uh, it was a pretty good one, actually. It talked about everything. So, uh, But uh, let's see here. Let me go to open up the phone line here for 509. I don't know if uh, 203 can get in or not, but I don't know. So go ahead there, uh, 509. Hey, Joe. It's Eddie. How you doing, man? What's up? I recognize the number. How you doing? <laughs> As usual, I'm late to the party. <laughs> uh, I heard you guys talking about the uh, the COVID vaccine, and uh, you know, allow me to shine some light on something here because this actually you know hits close to home for me uh, because my wife is uh, you know a healthcare worker, <clears throat> and so far at the facility that she works at, you know, because they're a they're a caregiving facility, <clears throat> um, and so far three people there who have gotten the COVID vaccine have died. And another wow. person, she just got informed uh, about 25 minutes ago before she left to go do her overnight at this facility that another resident is COVID positive, even though he's already gotten the vaccine. <laughs> so it's that time hey, you're hey, right there. Did you hear about the Nigerian woman who had to have both her legs amputated, both her legs and both of her hands amputated after getting the Pfizer vaccine and developing blood clots? Actually, I have not heard that because I have been tied up all day long, um, and now I've got some available time, so I'm going to have to look at that because I find that interesting. Well, the U.K. Daily Mail did an article on it, and uh, let me see what her name is so you can look it up because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I read about it, and I was just, just man, it was We brought like it up last night, I believe. We brought that, that up last her night. Name is that not, her last name is Nachi. Her first name mm-hmm. is Jumai. I think it's J-U-M-M-A-I. Last name Thank you, Sarge. N-A-C-H-E. She was a Thank medical you. care worker in a clinic. I'll have to look that up. Thank you for and, that. And, and her uh, job required her to get the vaccine. Because one, one of the things that, worker in a clinic. Well, what I was going to say is one of the things that I've been having to deal with here today, uh, part of why my hands have been tied up, is uh, thanks to uh, Washington State, particularly my county, you know, the second biggest city, Spokane, Washington, uh, our city council uh, has defunded our police yet again uh, by another $50 million, and today, uh, due to the, the lack of police now uh, because of their budget cut, uh, they're now telling everybody – this is according to KHQ and uh, the CRIM and KXLY, our local news stations uh, – that their concept for a reimagining police here locally – now, keep in mind, crime, violent crime, not petty crime, violent crime uh, – has increased 250 uh, percent so far this year here. Um, and what they're doing is with the police that are now laid off, they're replacing them with – I swear to God, let, let lightning strike me dead if I'm lying. 
they're replacing the laid-off police officers with robots. And according to the Spokane City Council, they say that these CPR robots, because that's what they're calling them, um, will reduce crime by 51%. And I just can't help but fucking laugh at this because how does a robot know what type of force to apply on somebody that doesn't result in, in death? Um, so I, I'm seeing our state is going to get bankrupted um, with multiple lawsuits, um, and, and this, you know, we we hear we have to recriminalize hard drugs um, because there's no other way to explain the line of logic with this except these people on the city council have to be doing hard drugs. So I've had my hands yeah. tied with this. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Oh, by the way, I got a little bit of Schadenfreude for you. Uh, in Oakland, California today, former California Senator Barbara Boxer was assaulted in Oakland's Jack London Square on Monday. Her personal Twitter account said while she was not seriously injured, Boxer's cell phone was snatched by an assailant who managed to get away. <laughs> well, well, I mean, there's that. And, and I'm going to say something on here. Um, you know, because I, I wasn't thinking about saying it just yet, uh, just because I don't, uh, you know, all, all my ducks in order. Um, but uh, next year, uh, I am going to officially uh, be putting my name on the ballot for city council. There you I'm go. Tired of this right. I'm tired of oh, the bullshit. Yeah. Um, you, you can't make this level of stupidity up. I am going to run as an open national socialist. I'm not going to hide my politics or my identity. Um, or anything like that, because right now, uh, part of these 13 new laws uh, that our city council has passed here, local police will no longer be responding uh, to 911 domestic violence calls. Wow. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Which city is this again? Which city council? It's Spokane, Washington. Oh, man, good luck with that one. Yeah, yes. that's a big city. Too. I can't. A big I, I can't blame them too yeah. much on that because they're in Minneapolis, in the neighborhood around 38th in Chicago, where the incident with George Floyd occurred. That was a lady Boy, called in. We keep going here, though. We got Eddie, me, uh, you know, maybe we can get Sarge in there. Boy, we'll have a whole political party here pretty soon, huh? (laughs) Absolutely. You would think. Well, let me finish finish with this. Are you talking about not responding? There at that area, a lady called in to the dispatcher, wanted to dispatch the police for a domestic violence, and the dispatcher told her, well, ma'am, you're going to have to go down to 35th Street and meet the police because they do not come up in that area. And I don't blame them for the, for the things that they would be faced with, just like in uh, Atlanta, where right. you had police addressing, uh, 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 responding to a murder, the body landed in the street, and one of the police officers was white, and the black Ooh. crowd was chanting him, telling him to get the hell out. Even walked him back right. to the car and told him, "Don't come back." Now, yeah. if that's not racism, what the hell is it? Well, that, that's I, I know this yeah, much. That's come yeah. next year that's, when that's I run crime. for city council, I, I agree. Right, All right. I know is next year when I run for city council, um, am, am I expecting to win? Absolutely not. Uh, it, you know, it, it's I win regardless if I lose because if I win, 
I'm in. If I lose, I get to see how many people on a local level voted for me, and I know exactly where to target and till the grounds, so to speak. Um, so I win regardless. But I am definitely doing this because one of the things that's happened today also, part of these 13 new laws that we've passed, is there was a, uh, a violent shootout in Idaho, and the suspect fled to Washington State. Now, because of these new laws, they can't pursue this man, and local police aren't doing anything about it. So now we've got if, – if you go to Idaho and commit a violent crime with a weapon – and you cross over into Washington State, there's nothing that they can do to stop you. And I think that's bullshit. I thought they did away with that. I thought now, they wait did away with that. Wait a minute. Let me see if I understand this correctly. Now, are you saying that if an Idaho police officer engaged in hot pursuit yes. crosses the state line, that the state of Washington won't let him effect an arrest there? And then, look, the Supreme Court's already said hot pursuit is, is legal Absolutely the state line. Is. That's exactly what I'm stating, because um, I, if you guys don't mind, just briefly, I have the article uh, right here in front of me, and I'm pulling it yeah, up. I, I want yeah, you man. guys to, you know, to really see what we, uh, the, the people here in Washington State, are having to deal with. It says uh, – this was KHQ, um, our local news. It says, Idaho deputies unable to track down suspect who crossed into Washington State, creating new policing laws. It says uh, sheriff's deputies were unable to track down the suspect who allegedly attempted uh, a uh, – it was a, a robbery with a, with a weapon uh, during a burglary. The new Washington policing laws that went into effect Sunday, the suspect uh, – the suspected uh, perpetrator of the crime is believed to have crossed over into Washington after committing the crime in Idaho. Deputies believed they were staying – and Pullman, Pullman police told Idaho deputies they were unable to follow up on any, any, in any fashion of the case without probable cause. Um, so Did even they though they warrant, have this person. You have a for the guy. You are, you are obligated to honor an out-of-state arrest warrant. Absolutely. So this is just part of the new bullshit, uh, part of the 13 new laws that our city council has put into effect as of la uh, Sunday. Uh you well, you know, that. not you to be a reflect that. on you, you, you sir. Gotta you got to stop that. Not to be a reflection on you. Where in the sure. hell do you find these people at on your city council? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's hard to yeah. say. Um, you know, we, after Portland, Oregon decriminalized uh, its hardcore drugs uh, such as crystal meth, uh, heroin, crack cocaine, uh, Washington State uh, did the exact same thing. I've executed a lot of out-of-state warrants on suspects, and if there were no geographical limits on the warrant, because the warrant, warrant will state if there's geographical right. warrants uh, limits on it, and if there are none, Absolutely. you hold the suspect, you notify the jurisdiction with the warrant that you got them in their custody, and if they don't come, they you let you. them go. But still, right. you honor the warrant. Absolutely. So, like I said, this is just some of the problems that we're facing here, uh, because, like I said, right down the street from my house, we have a grocery store, Fred Meyer, and uh, there were two carjackings there. One that happened in the in the uh, the parking lot in broad daylight with a gun. 
Uh, the suspect oh crashed Lord. the car trying to get out of the uh, the grocery store parking lot into the middle of the highway, got out of the car and carjacked another person in the middle of the highway. Um, so the crime is no longer in downtown. It is now in the suburban areas, and it is getting worse. And uh-huh. our city council is doing nothing uh, to solve this problem, to even remotely provide solutions to fix the problem. So it makes my decision that much easier. Oh, well, man. I tell you, I wish it was a way for you to get that story about the person dying after they had the second shot. I wish you could get that in the local newspaper so we could uh, spread that around because people mm-hmm. are, are, are are betting their life that that just don't happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you might not not key too, that story needs to get around too. Hang on a second, Sarge. Now, um, Eddie, what's up, Joe? Uh, I wanted to ask you now, as far as the ballot access goes, now mm-hmm. how is have you looked into that yet? Your county board of elections. I mean, how are you going? Um, like, do you, are you going to be able to get your name on the ballot for city council um, to uh, and and be a part of that and run as a national socialist and you know have that on the ticket? Or is there requirements where you got to get a certain amount of signatures to get ballot access? Or do you have to you know like primary first or what? Like, do you have you looked into that now? As, as far as I know in regards to it, because I've looked into it just a little bit today. I haven't gone into full depth uh, just oh, okay. because a lot of stuff that I've had going on. But as far as I know – now, don't quote me on this, guys. Uh, but as far as I know, you do not need to secure XYZ amount of signatures to be put on the ballot. As far well, as I know. Great. Now, if okay. I announce my candidacy next year, which I, I do – plan to do, I could see them uh, trying to draft laws to stop me saying that you need XYZ amount of signatures. I could see that happening. Yeah, yeah. See, down here in North Carolina, yeah, they got unaffiliated. You. If, you're, if you're not affiliated with the Republican or Democratic Party, right, you have to get signatures. Mm-hmm. If you're independent, you have to get – I mean, you don't have to get signatures if Republican or Democrat. Then you, you primary. Right. You primary whoever else is running. Now, if you want to get on, like, the uh, 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 independent or uh, Constitution Party, you have to get 4,000. You have to get a certain percentage sure. of the amount of people that are in your uh, uh, voting, that are voting. Like, so now, if you want to run for things... governor, you've got to get, like, 75,000 right. signatures. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Now, now, one of the things that, that kind of works out in my favor uh, if they do attempt to you know, put this to where you need XYZ amount of signatures to run, um, I, I have been since uh, 2015 a registered Republican. Um, so I can there run uh, as a Republican and avoid that yep, bullshit, but also <laughs> as a national socialist. You know, I can yeah, say, you yeah. know, I, I'm running on the Republican <laughs> ticket, but this is my politics. Like Bernie and Sanders. There ain't shit you can do. You know? <laughs> right, right. Because, I mean, if he, if he can do it, anybody can do it. Oh, look, you better That's make right. sure you right. got all your I's uh, dotted and your T's lined, because look what they tried to do with Larry Elder in California. Oh, sure. Now, see, that that's the beautiful thing about me is, is I've always told people, and I've preached this, and I've practiced it, that if you live your life in a moral fashion and you don't compromise, there's nothing that your enemies can dig up on you to insult you or attack you with. So with that said, yeah. once I move forward with what I plan to do next year, the only thing that I can be attacked on is being a Nazi. That's it. Yeah. Yep, yep. 
That's right. That's right. And they will, they will, they will use it against you. But I'll tell you what, you could spin it. You could spin it. And but one thing you need oh, to absolutely. be careful of, Eddie, just a little advice. Make sure your treasurer, your if you you make sure when you have a treasurer on your campaign, make sure that's you have all the guidelines there, and you put together oh, a good committee. You know, uh, two or three good people. You know, right? Because be for me, that. you know, my decision to do this was made abundantly clear. Uh, at around one o'clock this afternoon, uh, when I started seeing, you know, the, these policies that our our city council has put into effect, um, and how detrimental they are to the overall public health and safety uh, of this county and and this yeah. state, at that point, my course of action became clear. Well, good for you, man, and I wish more people would do that. Step up to the plate, and even if it's, you know, you, like you said, I don't know if I'll win or not, but step up to the plate and say, hey, man, I'm throwing my hat in the ring. At least you'll get a mouthpiece out there, and you'll freaking be out there and right. boots on the ground meeting people and, and, and persuading people to, and teaching them what's right, you know? Absolutely, because, you know, there's not really much that they can attack me with with being a Nazi because I don't have a violent criminal history in regards to pro-white activity. So that, that argument's already debunked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's great. Hey, uh, closing thoughts to, the, I guess, tonight's podcast here. I'll go down the line here. Uh, I guess, uh, hey, the private caller, I don't know your name, but uh, you want to say something here real quick? Yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, uh meeting you guys. Uh, my name is uh, David. And, uh, All right. I listen to, uh, to you guys like almost every day. So, all right. Well, thank you. Appreciate uh, it, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, and I and I also call my friends, and, and they listen too. So he, he got more. All right, cool. People listening. Awesome. All right, that was yeah. good. more people. More people that listen, the more more ways we get the word out. You know, it doesn't. It's not just about listening to. You could be in the chat room or whatever, or download it later on. You know, but hey, man, if you live listen, that's great. If you live listen, you should always try to call in. That's how I see it. You know, at least try. You know, but uh, hey, but thanks for calling. In. I appreciate it, uh, Bianca. You want to go? Yeah. Go ahead, man. No, but the, the gentleman that's running for city council. I just want to say this is uh, stick to your convictions. Don't shortchange anything. I mean, you will you know about you would know better in when and how and what to say, when and how and what time to say it. But right. uh, you got to stand on your two feet. I I respect your convictions, and I will hope that others too. You know, the main thing is is that you're pro f- for protecting this nation. This nation that my grandchildren and their kids have got to grow up in. We need more right. people like yourself to stand for. That's right. Well, thank you. Right. Thank hey. you. I do appreciate yeah. that. Sarge, your turn, man. And then we'll get yeah, the politicians. Uh, yeah, I got to <laughs> agree with, I got to echo pretty much uh, Bianca's comments. Uh, we are headed, look, we can have difference of opinions on things, but one thing we shouldn't have a disagreement opinion on is the destruction of this nation. And the people right. that you are running against in, Washington, in Spokane and Washington are enacting policies that will speed and impel this country toward its constitutional and Republican destruction. And anyone willing to... To halt that train is okay with me, and good luck. Thank you. That's right. 
right, yeah, man. All right, I'll I'll go for next, and then I'll give uh, Eddie the final words since he gave his announcement here on on my podcast that he was going to be running, and and man, that'll be great, man. Maybe we can get some other people that are running for office as the election, you know, when, when it does come near later on, you know, in the year, and uh, man, get some people up here and talk about issues. That'd be great, man. You know, but uh, hey, it was a good podcast show here tonight. The uh, Trump the Trump train there, we re ran that from the Capitol ri- Capitol. Uh, patriots there and uh, to pay more attention to that man because those people are sitting there kidnapped in a concrete box right now man kidnapped and they need our help and they need this talked about so Eddie I'm going to let you wrap it up go ahead man (laughs) I appreciate it and uh, thank you all uh, for your your words of encouragement and uh, and support for my decision Uh, I am also going to make this announcement on Tuesday on uh, Coast to Coast, uh, the show that I host on Blog Talk Radio on the uh, National Socialist Movement platform. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm dead serious about this um, because win or lose, I still win. That's right. And I hope that I can inspire others uh, by my actions to at least attempt to do the same thing because when you give up and you accept – What's happening? You're a defeatist, and I am by no means a defeatist. I will fight on my feet and die on my feet before I live as a slave on my knees, period. All right. I love it. That's right. That's right. No way. And don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. You know, stand by for what you believe in. Then if you're wrong, you know what? If you stand up for what you rightfully believe in within yourself, you know what? Everyone else will point you in the right direction. Goodness will always overcome the the darkness out there. You know what I mean? So That's correct. Hey. All right, everybody. God bless the Republic. Thanks for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it. Take care. Take care.
No weapons of mass destruction were found. Are you kidding me? Do you buy that? There Not were, there were, there were. Nin, 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 nin. I was five and he was six. We rode on horses made of sticks. He wore black and I wore white. Come on, let us shoot. Blair. Hey, uh, I need to get the rat, the brass to drop ramps. I got a wounded girl. We need to take the rest of mine. Oh, it's their fault for bringing their kids to a battle. That's right. The main reason we went into Iraq at the time was we thought he had weapons of mass destruction. It turns out he didn't, but he had the capacity to make weapons of mass destruction. But I also talked about the human suffering in Iraq. Hello, boys and girls. I have a special message for you from the President of the United States. I salute the boys and girls who are buying United States savings stamps and bonds, and they're giving important support to the cause of freedom and the men who fight for us in Vietnam. Congress gave us this authority in August 1964 to do whatever may be necessary. That's pretty far-reaching. That's the sky's the limit. As an American citizen, you have to respect our president, whether I like it or not. It's really my, not my decision, but I do respect my president, and I will support whatever decision he makes. Music played and people sang, just for me, the church bells rang. It is a hard fact that U.S. strikes have resulted in civilian casualties. United States knows that Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. One of the first things they told me was, you're not even to acknowledge the drone program. You're not even to discuss that it exists. Renewed hostile actions against United States ships on the high seas in the Gulf of Tonkin have today required me to order the military forces of the United States to take action in reply. That reply is crashing through the lies and disinformation. If your killer instincts are not clean and strong, you will hesitate at the moment of truth. You will not kill. You will become dead, Marine. And then you will be in a world of shit. Because Marines are not allowed to die without permission. Do you maggots understand? Sir! Yes, sir! Tonight, your pupils will sleep with your rifle. You will give your rifle a girl's name. Because this is the only pussy you people are going to get. Your days of finger-banging old Mary Jane Rottencrotch through her pretty pink panties are over. You're married to this piece this weapon of iron and wood, and you will be faithful. I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. 
Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.